This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has a trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing. So I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list. And from there, they contact your members and it's no high pressure sales or anything. And it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Rick Wilson. Rick is the president and CEO of the San Diego Regional East County Chamber of Commerce and has been since 2019. Rick comes from a 16-year career working with the YMCA organization in a variety of different roles, from facility manager to executive manager. He's an active Rotarian and is involved at different levels with several local organizations and board of directors. But Rick, I'm excited to have you with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love to give you a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are out there listening and share something interesting about yourself so you can get to know you a little better. Well, thank you, Brandon, and it's exciting to be on the show here. And hello, everybody out there, uh, all those interested in what goes on at Chambers of Commerce. And again, my name is Rick Wilson. I'm the President and CEO for the San Diego Regional East County Chamber of Commerce. I'm very excited to be on here today to chat a little bit about what's going on with Chambers of Commerce, especially here in Southern California, and hopefully uh, some great uh, storytelling on uh, will help you guys moving forward on some of the things you're looking to do as well. Uh, but a little interesting about me, um, I'm born and raised here in Southern California. I uh, I went to school for a little bit in Australia for about a year, as well as in Virginia uh, when I was in high school, uh, and then went to college at UC Santa Barbara, and then was lucky enough to come back to San Diego to work for the then San Diego Chargers. Uh, And that was a great experience for seven seasons, traveling on the road, working in coaching and working in the business department. Uh, But since then, I've moved on, uh, was at the YMCA, as Brandon mentioned, and uh, now I'm landed over here at the East County Chamber of Commerce for about the past four years and really excited to continue to help our business community. That's right. And you you came into the chamber world at just the right time. Get about a year of experience under your belt before they really put you to work, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, uh, You know, I got hired in, the, in May of 2019, and uh, about March of 2020, we all experienced the same thing, stay-at-home orders and 
the hundred year pandemic. And uh, there was no playbook for anybody on what to do during a hundred year pandemic, especially for chambers of commerce. So we definitely rolled up our sleeves and dove into it and just went after it. Absolutely. But tell us a little bit about the, the San Diego East County Chamber. Just to give us an idea of you know, where you're coming from. So things like the size of the chamber, staff, budget, scope of work you're involved with, and that'll kind of set our table for discussion. Great. So yeah, the San Diego Regional East County Chamber of Commerce was founded back in August of 1912. So we are now in our 111th year of operations here at the chamber. So that's quite a few generations that have really looked at our chamber as the go-to resource in the community, whether it's business related or not. And we definitely really love that and appreciate that and want to keep that up. Our staff size, uh, when we're fully staffed, we have uh, five employees and we have two uh, longtime volunteers, one for about four years and one for about 11 years now. And that's really helped us out. Our budget's uh, just over uh, half a million, uh, just over 500,000. Um, and we're looking to continue to grow. Our membership is right around 600 members. And uh, so we're looking, uh, coming out of the pandemic, continuing to grow that. We had a great program and a great plan going in 2019. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the pandemic hit. And for everybody, it just kind of changed the way we did business. But uh, really excited about what the future holds. Um, and uh, as a Chamber of Commerce, we want to be that resource in our community to help everyone out. So I know it's in the name. So San Diego Regional East County Chamber. Tell What all do you do, do you encompass yes. geographically? Yes. No, that's a great question. So, well, first off, I'll start off by saying that as a Chamber of Commerce, uh, we don't really see boundaries or barriers. Uh, we're a global economy. So we've got members in other states here in the United States, uh, Northern California, um, then obviously a lot in Los Angeles and Southern California. But we are San Diego Regional East County Chamber of Commerce. So if we had borders, we would say we go as far east as uh, Borrego Springs, as far south as Spring Valley, as far north as Poway, and as far west as La Mesa. But we do things all over San Diego County. We partner with tons of chambers of commerce here in San Diego. And the whole goal of that is to bring our businesses together. It has nothing to do with poaching membership or anything like that. We kind of believe that, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. So if we can work together as chambers of commerce, uh, we can help the business community even more. And that's really what we're looking for. So as a regional chamber, we're not just regionally for East County, but we are regional throughout San Diego County and doing everything we can to help. Okay. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. So I appreciate the the extra explanation of, of the name, right? <laughs> yes. yes, it is a little bit of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as we get into our discussion for our topic today, we, we settled on the idea of talking about how chambers can really be a, a, a resource and a help for businesses who are facing struggles and some of those struggles that businesses face. So we'll dive deeper into this discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app 
will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you struggling to manage your Chamber of Commerce and build a thriving commerce community? Chamber Nation is here to help. Their all-in-one platform allows you to easily manage member information, events, and communication. Plus, their community engagement tools help you communicate with local businesses and residents to drive economic growth. With Chamber Nation, you'll have everything you need to succeed. So why wait? Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more and start building. Hi, everyone. Donna from Yifty here with another fun fact about small businesses. Did you know that there are 77 million people working in small businesses in the U.S.? That's almost half of the entire civilian workforce. But I know that you already know the value of local businesses. That is why we created Community Cards. They bring revenue to your members' businesses that today is leaving your community and going to national brands and e-commerce companies. In addition to consumers, we see schools, hospitals, city governments, and companies buying community cards in bulk instead of buying big box store and online gift cards. Community cards keep local dollars local. For more info, come to a demo or email us at sales at yifty.com. We look forward to meeting you. Back to you, Brandon. All right, Rick, we're back. Uh, so leading into the, the break there, we introduce the the topic for our discussion today being addressing challenges that are facing businesses and and specifically how a chamber of commerce can help with addressing some of these challenges. And and I think that's kind of an inherent thing for chambers of commerce to be involved with being problem solvers in their community. But as we approach this discussion, what, what are some of those things that are maybe top of mind for you when it comes to a chamber of commerce helping businesses that are facing certain struggles. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you, Brandon. A chamber of commerce exists because of so many businesses that exist in our society, right? We are in a capitalistic society. So chamber of commerces are here to really help businesses, small, medium, and large size. And some of the challenges that we've been seeing, you know, over the past year and a half, two years coming out of the pandemic, obviously is workforce. Uh, getting employees, I would say, uh, the middle of 2021 coming out of the pandemic when restrictions kind of lifted up was definitely a challenge. Uh, definitely in Southern California, we saw restaurants half empty and they're not serving the other half because they can't get enough employees, cooks, waiters, you name it. Um, and so a lot of stores uh, or retail or manufacturing or, or anything that we can think of have struggled with getting workforce. So as a Chamber of Commerce, we are definitely working with the Workforce Partnership in San Diego here. Uh, working with the Economic Development Council, working with government, local agencies uh, to make sure that we are doing what we can to help get that workforce back into our society, back into working. Uh, that really is the, the machine that makes everything go. And so workforce partnership is incredibly important. Workforce development, working with, like I mentioned, all those agencies, that's been really big for us. And we've not arrived. We are still looking to do that. I would say we've gone from getting bodies in there to now really needing to look at incredibly qualified people, getting back to where we were pre-pandemic. So looking for those qualified applicants now and really getting them placed into our workforce out, out here in East County and throughout San Diego County. So that's that's one of the big topics that we've seen. Yeah. So the workforce issue, I think it, it's taken on a whole different 
approach, uh, a whole different issue, you know, coming out of the pandemic. So before I think, you know, we'd see jobs shift from one region to another or different states, maybe whatever political climates or incentives there are for employers to be in certain places. But the pandemic, when everything shut down and people kind of got creative in different ways to, to bring in an income, and especially those in the service industry, if they weren't, you know, super high income earners to begin with, and maybe they created their own side gig or side hustle that became something. I mean, it just really created a a different need in that time of of their own employment, but then it leaves a huge void today, right? So as we look at trying to help with the workforce issues, is that something you guys are seeing um, there in, in the San Diego area? How, how are you trying to approach it to fill that void? And I'm sure others are, are looking at a similar situation. It's a really good point. Uh, we have seen coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people who were employees of organizations looking to kind of go on their own. And so we've had a lot of people come into the Chamber of Commerce and we've worked with the Economic Development Council to help them start a business. Uh, we're starting to realize too during the pandemic that a brick and mortar isn't the be all end all. That you know it really exposed the fact that those who were not comfortable with people working from home before the pandemic really were forced to see this result. And as many saw, you're getting the same production, if not more, with some of those people working from home, which has really, you know, allowed it, the word I'd like to use is pivot. We we talked about that a lot during the pandemic is businesses looking outside the box, re-looking at their business model. Um, you know, if I use an example of uh, one of our local companies here was heavy, a barbecue place, heavy seven days a week in their restaurant pandemic happened. They changed their business model pretty quickly and they jumped all over the fact that all of our hospitals and all of our healthcare were starting to feed their people on a 24 hour basis. Because you remember during the pandemic, people work in 12 hour shifts, 15 hour shifts. Um, and that that pivoting of that model for that restaurant, just this little restaurant completely blew them out of the water. They're doing better than they've ever done. They've looked at their model. Now they rent out their facility three days a week for parties and events. It's less staff that they need to, to put on the front end with not sharing what's going to come in and able to load up their staff for catering, their chefs. Uh, so pivoting was really one of the biggest things that we, we worked on during the pandemic to try to think outside the box to help businesses think of something different. And individual employees who were unemployed during the pandemic who maybe didn't fall into the wonderful PPP program, um, working with them if they want to start a business on how we could get this going, especially during the pandemic. And we've seen some really great results with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's that's a whole nother aspect of the, the workforce issue is all the, the money, Frank, all the money that got put into the system and um, stimulus checks and things like that that made work optional for people for a time (laughs) (laughs) or gave them that flexibility to explore new opportunities too. So, yeah. Uh, What are, what are some of those other challenges that you see businesses facing that a chamber of commerce can help with? Yeah. Especially coming into 2023, two of the big things that we've been seeing is obviously the supply chain. We all hear about this uh, challenge that's been happening. Um, And then obviously inflation. So with inflation, um, you know, businesses looking at their total package, what they're offering, um, you know, most that we know had to increase pricing depending on what service it is that they have, what industry they're in. As our Chamber of Commerce worked really hard coming out of the pandemic and in 2022 really made some great strides. Um, We were able to, as a decision this year, 
with our board of directors to not raise our pricing for our membership due to the fact that everyone is. It totally makes sense to do it. You know, this is the time that you can argue and say, yes, but if you've been able to do some really great things and make some really great decisions that have benefited you financially as an organization, we'd like to turn that around and give that back to our members by being able to say for 2023 with the inflation going up and pricing going up and everything being like it is, we've been able to hold our pricing at membership uh, for 2023, which we're incredibly proud of. And we've been getting incredible feedback on that, knowing that in 2024, we will have to look at an increase, but we just were talking at the end of 2022, what can we do for our members um, as they go through supply chain issues, inflation, workforce challenges. Uh, so really proud of that. And if you know organizations are able to do that, whether through grants, whether through um, donations, whether it's due just smart strategic on what you're doing with your events as a chamber, um, you know, that's a great way to give back to your members without actually taking it out of your pocket. Right. So I think those are two key things that the chambers can can work on. And, and I think that we see a need across the country with both supply chain and inflation. Um, and, and I commend you guys for being able to take a look at your budget and say, yeah, we don't need to raise price. I'm, I'm sure your members appreciate that. <laughs> uh, as far as addressing the needs of the members, I mean, that that's one way of addressing with the inflation, but um, are you guys providing any feedback or data or anything as far as inflation goes or to be able to provide resources with supply chain issues? Um, at, what's the approach on those two things that you guys are taking? Yeah. Yeah, uh, partnerships are very big for us at this Chamber of Commerce. We feel like we are able to reach more and do more by partnering. So when you're talking about data, yes, we work with several groups um, here, not only in East County, but throughout San Diego County to keep our eyes on what's going on with the economy. Um, and so with related to inflation, what, what kind of data can we push out? What kind of suggestions? So we're not the be all end all as a chamber. The more partnerships we have, the more resources we're able to give to our members and non-members just in the entire business community. So really partnerships are what's big. And so working with those groups, we can give those resources out. Uh, one of our big partners, and I think for most chambers, is the Economic Development Council. Um, they work on a lot of similar items that we do. So we try not to duplicate what we're doing. We try to work together to make sure that together we're pushing out those resources to the community. Um, so we're very proud of that um, and also continuing to work with other chambers really makes that partnership with other outside agencies much easier because we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to help the business community and it's not a competition. It's really about if, if the business community is doing great, tax dollars are rolling in, coming back to your city and your county, it just makes a better place where we all work, live and play. And that's what we're really, our goal is to, to, to go towards. Right. So the thought comes to mind, you know, oftentimes chambers are very involved with important work, you know, and oftentimes they're not seeking the credit, you know, they're the partnerships. It doesn't matter who, who gets the credit necessarily, as long as the work gets done and information right. gets out there and everything. Um, but at the same time, it's important for people to understand what a chamber of commerce does, right? <laughs> so there's that definition of what a chamber does. So I'm, I'm curious, as you guys work to address the needs, the, the, the issues that are facing businesses, um, obviously it's best to have, you know, success stories, you know, individuals who are telling others that word of mouth, it spreads, but are there other ways that you guys are trying to educate the community about the, the work that you guys are involved with and specifically with sharing some of these success stories of 
helping businesses overcome obstacles? Yeah, Brian, that's a great question. I think that's probably one of the number one challenges most chambers have is pushing out the information and the resources on what they do. I think most people will think they know what a chamber of commerce. I probably am exactly one of those before I got the job. And then when you dive in, you realize that, yes, it is about the business community, but in, in that respect of the business community, how are you going about helping them? And in my opinion, there's multiple branches on this tree of how you get to that success. So like we talked about partnerships, so partnering with government, partner with leaders in your community, partner with big organizations that are looking to give back to the business community. So there's multiple ways that you can do that. Obviously, during the pandemic, we had program grant programs that came out in the county, the states and the cities um, that we all live and work in. And that was kind of a Band-Aid to help, you know, get to a certain point. But it really wasn't the solution. It was really about talking with other groups and making sure that we're working to be successful and not just saying we as an organization know what is happening. We need to get a vibe of what's going out throughout our county. And that is the best way to get those results and get those to people, um, other organizations, our businesses that we work with. Um, could you follow up again with the, uh, the second question there? Uh, there's another part to that question. Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I got no, lost the tape. No, it's <laughs> mainly about just how you guys go about sharing the, the success that you guys you know, create for, for businesses and beyond the word of mouth of, of businesses that have been impacted, telling others, how are you sharing the message of, of what a chamber does and, and specifically with addressing the challenges that face businesses? And, and great. That's a great question. Um, I appreciate you kind of following back up with that. So for us, you know, when we look at, yes, social media, that's where people live, right? So social media is incredibly important that we're, we're pushing out the word. A lot of people are using Twitter or Instagram to find out their information. We know a lot of our media really still follow Twitter. Um, that's really kind of where they get their information. So we're pushing out as much as we can on that. We have a weekly newsletter that goes out to over 2,500 businesses, but we only have 600 members. Um, so we know the business community has their eye on what's going on with us and we want to help and when people find themselves in an alignment with what we're doing then fantastic they can join our chamber but our goal is really to help the business community and so looking at these opportunities success stories i mean there's lots of them i mean i think of stories that we constantly tell people and educate reach out to the chamber when when you have a question uh, we can probably help you and a lot of it is businesses with permitting and cities in the areas that they're in well, we're working with all these cities, so we can call and sometimes it's just as easy as the permit is ready, but someone didn't press the button within that city organization because they're so busy themselves trying to get things done. And uh, Sue Plantation was a huge organization here in San Diego that died uh, in Southern California during the pandemic. And we have a business owner who's bringing that back and working with the city to bring that back. And people are very excited about that. And I'll just share one little simple story on that is, she also is running a different business in there until she can bring Sue Plantation back. So she didn't want to take the big signs down. They're on a 30-foot pole, the ones on the buildings. And if you're not running the business at the time, you need to do that. But there's also a clause that you can also put a wonderful canvas over it. And so she went from, oh, my gosh, this is going to destroy my business to, oh, I can just have put a, a canvas over it until we get Sue Plantation open again. So Working with your chamber, communicating with your chamber, um, that's the biggest thing. The more we hear from our businesses, that voice of what's going on, the more that we can push that towards government, write letters to the state, um, work with local entities, you know, deregulation, you name it. But when we hear from our business 
business community, especially our members, that's the biggest thing. So one of the big tips I would give to anyone listening out there is reach out to your chamber. Your chamber is there to serve you. And I know that it's very difficult. You're running your own business. You don't have a lot of time to be engaged. But I used, I like to use the analogy of a gym membership, right? We all kind of have a New Year's resolution. We get that gym membership. We put it in our front pocket, but we never go to the gym. Not to say that you can't achieve your goals, but it might be a little bit more difficult to achieve your goal if you don't go to the gym. Well, if you join a chamber of commerce, the chamber is going to do everything it can for you. It's going to market for you. It's going to reach out to you. It's going to have touch points. It's going to share resources. But if it's not hearing from you and it's not engaging with you, it's harder for that business to achieve its goals. So my suggestion always is try to be engaged, try to be involved, and do not hesitate reaching out to your chamber. They have more resources than you would think. Yeah. No, that's great advice for, for business owners. So maybe uh, we'll shift that. It's uh, a good tip for business owners. Um, what tip or action item might you have for a chamber that's listening that would be interested in taking their chamber up to the next level? So thank I, I love this question. This is one of my favorite to answer is that chambers definitely in their areas, in, you know, their, the environment and the communities that they're serving will be strategic on that. But for us, the bigger picture is we're all inclusive. We care about everyone in the business community. So for us, it's not about getting our membership to a thousand by next year. And what are we doing strategically to do that? If we're pushing out that information um, and, and really being all inclusive, and when I say all inclusive means that you're willing to partner with other chambers, you know, you're not worried about another chamber. Oh, oh they're talking to someone on the side and taking my member. That's if, if that's what's happening, then that chamber is not really driving and doing what it's supposed to. What it's supposed to be doing is collaborating working and bringing all these resources to the business community. So the first thing I would suggest is open your doors to all chambers, try to partner with mixers, any opportunity that you have. Uh, look at that. We have, I have a meeting next week. We have our uh, women in leadership luncheon that we've been running now for 21 years. And there's a huge group here in San Diego called MANA, which is Latino business women. And that group has 400 women in that association. Well, we want to see what opportunities there are for our very successful event that has over 600 people that attended every year. Uh, we want to partner with other groups to find out what, what might we be missing. So always be as a chamber, be open to hearing other ideas. Um, doesn't mean that you're going to move forward on every idea, but we're that crazy chamber that believes if we throw a hundred things on the wall and one or two stick, boy, we are going in the right direction. But if we don't vet those opportunities, if we don't look at that opportunity, um, then we're going to kind of be the same chamber that we've always been. And we are a chamber that wants to be innovative, we're the first chamber of commerce in North America to have a personal assistant robot, the Temi robot that you're starting to see in airports, restaurants and things like that. So we want to be leaders in our community. We want to be innovative. And the only way to do that is to, to open our doors and work with as many organizations, government agencies and chambers of commerce as we can so that we can all succeed. So in my vision, if the chambers in San Diego County, which is about 30 or 40, if they're succeeding, then we're all succeeding than the entire business community. So be open to working with other chambers of commerce. And I, and there's incredible ROI for that. Awesome. So uh, circle back. Tell us about that personal assistant robot. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's all over AI these days, right? Yes. So yes. What, what can this robot do for you? So interesting. Back in 2019, when I got the job, I met a gentleman who was a member of uh, Virtual Reality for Main Street. So he kind of saw the technology, which is kind of already here, but he wanted to help Chambers kind of grow with that. So we, we started a program called Chamber Innovators. It did okay. But really, when the pandemic hit, Chamber Innovators all of a sudden became one of the 
the number one programs in San Diego. We we're putting, excuse me, we we're putting it on virtually um, once a week. And we had people all over the nation with innovative business practices, innovation with technology. And so we had a lot of members throughout San Diego County that were members of other chambers jumping on this free program um, and really started driving us in that technology innovation uh, avenue. Coming out of the pandemic, we had the opportunity to get one of these Temi robots. And so if you walk into our office, the first thing is you're greeted by the robot. It will welcome you. Uh, we bring it to all of our events. So we, it's, it's like anything else. You got to program it for what you want it to do. But we had all our sponsors at our big EC Honors event that we just had last week. Um, and all the sponsors love that, that this robot's talk going around and talking about the sponsors. And, you know, it was definitely just a different way of looking at things. And as time goes on, we're seeing airports, restaurants using these not to replace employees, but to really use it as an additional tool to make their organization more efficient and better. And I'll give an example. I was just at a restaurant three weeks ago where when you walk up, the person that greets you and says, oh, table for four, great. They send the robot to take you to where, which sends a message to the waiter that now your table four is ready and the robot sat you down. And um, the restaurant we weren't at didn't have the robot serving, but I have seen that. And so the personal robot assistant is really an assistant. It's not a replacement of any employee that we have. It's to really build on what we're doing and become more efficient in what we do. Plus, technology is kind of cool, so everybody does like it. That's right. Yeah. So that reminds me, I was at a, a Chick-fil-A in, in Texas, a small town in Texas. And we sit down and they had two of these robots that would bring the food to you. So the workers okay. would take yeah. it at the counter, put the tray on this robot, and it would go right to your table. And it was pretty slick. I mean, everybody's sitting there just watching the show, right? right, right. <laughs> so technology is cool. But so does this robot, does it collect any data or is it just delivering data? How is it interacting? Yeah, so, so far we have one of the first models that came out, uh, TEMI, TEMI. And um, so I, there's all kinds of new ones. Like I'll just segue real quick into there's there's ones that it's a, a the, the, the stamp, I guess you could call it, is a refrigerator. So if you had one at home, you would still need to stock it, but you could call on your robot anytime to bring you a beverage or anything like that. Um, and for us, it's not collecting data. It's you program it to do anything and everything that you want. Um, I do believe that that is the future. And I'm sure some of those newer uh, models that have come out do have that. It's an evolution. Uh, but the first model that we got out really has one little platform that we put some waters on. It, it greets our members when they come in or non-members. It, it shows them a few things in our lobby, our business cards, uh, you know, materials of our members, sits them down in our conference room and lets them know someone will be with them right away. Then it goes to each one of our offices until we say hello. Oh, Rick's not in. Oh, someone else is not in. Oh, this person's in and lets them know that someone's there. So it is helping us being more efficient. But right now we're not using it as a data collection. We're putting information into it depending on what day it is, what event it is that we have going on. But mostly Monday through Friday, it's a it's a welcome robot. It welcomes people when they come in. And what I wanted to have happen is happen. People who walk in, they walk out and word of mouth is, have you been to the East County Chamber recently? They've got a robot in there. Um, and so that's kind of one of those spread of word where people just want to come in. The postal workers now don't just drop off the mail. They want to come in every day because they want to be greeted by the robot. That is great. Any <laughs> any of these things that can draw that attention and, and positive Correct. positive comments. That's great. Correct. Uh, 
so I like asking, and this is another good segue. I like asking everyone I have on the show, how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? That's, that's a really great question. Um, it, I'll just say this. If chambers aren't innovating and thinking outside the box, they could get left behind. If you're doing it the way it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, exactly the same, um, you might get left behind with all the innovation that's coming out. So my, my suggestion is that what we're doing is looking at all the, the, the tried and true practices that, that still do work yet open to all kinds of opportunities to look at what the future has as technology gets better, um, as, as, as partnerships grow, as bigger organizations are looking to partner with smaller organizations, Chamber of Commerce are ripe for that. So continue to look for partnership opportunities, continue to try to partner with Chambers of Commerce and be open to innovation and new ideas. That really is what's going to continue to take Chambers to the next level because we are not going to be the same in our community, especially after the pandemic. So looking at business models, re-looking at the way we do things, the way the business community operates, uh, be flexible and ride along with them to help them achieve their goals. I like that. And I think looking to the, the future, some of those things that are on the horizon right now, obviously, is artificial intelligence, like we mentioned Correct. already. Uh, a lot of buzz around that. But also, you know, look at things like blockchain and NFTs and uh, the business models that go along with that, because it's going to change the way a lot of businesses operate. And if, as a chamber, we need to know, you know, how do these things work? Correct. And, and to your point, AI and as well as augmented reality is starting to become really big. Um, if you went to our website, you'll see uh, about two years ago, we had created a, a virtual chamber of commerce. So you could go to our chamber of commerce virtually. You could go into different rooms, different lobby areas and get services and get stuff that would traditionally be on our website. And now we're starting to see an augmented reality avatars that are walking around. You create your own avatar and, and building chambers of commerces or businesses or, gosh, what do I even say? Like, imagine a, a conference, but you're, 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 you're in downtown San Diego at the wonderful conference center, but you're doing it 100% virtually. You don't have to actually fly out and get a hotel. You can be a part of that. And we're starting to see that becoming reality. Uh, during the pandemic, we did a couple of job fairs like that that were incredibly successful where we weren't sure. Um, how people would react to having a little avatar and going to different rooms and sitting down and having interviews virtually. And uh, we didn't know how it would work, but we had about you know 350 participants in that. And it was incredible. And so I think it's the more th that you do the stuff in uh, technology, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, you name it, the more comfortable you get in it. I am someone who's not a techie. And so for me, it's like, I, I get the concept. I want to be innovative, but I'm not your leader that's going to say, this is how you do it. Here's, here's all the logistics. But I tell you, surround yourself with people that do know what's going on, that are leaders uh, in that industry. Um, and they can hold your hand and take you with them. To, because for us, we're one of the chambers in San Diego that are looked at as, wow, look at all this innovation. But it's because of the partners that I have is why we're there. It's not because of myself. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about that stuff, except saying that it looks super cool on the screen. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Rick, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who would like to reach out and learn more about how you guys are doing things there at your chamber and maybe addressing some of these challenges that businesses face. What would be the best way for someone to, to reach out and connect? Yeah, so I'm pretty transparent on everything. Uh, I'll give you my email address, which is rickw at eastcountychamber.org. 
Our website is eastcountychamber.org. You can contact us here at the office, 619-440-6161. And I want to be here for any chamber. I've learned a lot from other chambers, people who have been CEOs for 20, 25 years in Chamber of Commerce throughout uh, the United States. And I want to be that reference and resource as well. And I'm sure whoever contacts me, I'm going to learn from them as well. We continue to learn from each other, continue to evolve and grow our chambers of commerce. They've come a long way from 100 years ago. Um, And as businesses pivot and as they look at new ways of doing things, looking at their business models, we as a chamber need to be flexible as well and coming right along with them, hearing their voice and sharing that with our local government. Absolutely. And that's why we do this. That's why we encourage people to reach out and connect and build that network and learn from each other. So thank you, Rick, for for joining us today on Chamber Chat Podcast, for sharing your experiences. And it's been a fun conversation and something that hopefully re-energizes those that are listening to to do that important work at their chamber and, and especially when it comes to facing those difficult challenges that their business members are facing. So thanks a lot for for being with us today. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, for the opportunity to be on Chamber Chat. Uh, What a great opportunity to share resources, but also let everyone know that we are here to help and we want to learn as well. So if you have something incredible and innovative that you're doing, I would love to learn about that as well. But thank you so much, Brandon. Great to be on Chamber Chat. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.